It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back at it again on a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Julian Council. You can find us pretty much everywhere you get your podcast from. Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. I will tell you right now, for whatever reason, Apple, iTunes, they're going through some updates. Tim Cook had a video like a week ago talking about how great a new podcast app is going to be. Right now, it's been utter crap. Because I've looked and I have not seen any of the recent shows that I've done show up. Unless you subscribe. If you subscribe to the podcast, which you should already be doing, which I tell you to do every single freaking show, you should subscribe to the podcast. If you do that, then it will already pop in and you'll get it. But if you're not subscribed to the Lockdown Panthers podcast and you're trying to find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, well, you might have some issues right now, which is why I would tell you to go hop on over to Spotify where you can find us or the Google Podcasts if you don't have an Apple iPhone for whatever reason. Um, or you can go to uh, the new Odyssey app, which you can download to your Samsung Galaxy phone or to your Apple iPhone or whatever phone that you have. Or you can go to Stitcher. Like, seriously, we are everywhere. So there's no reason not to be able to find this podcast, even though it is upsetting and annoying to me that right now, post-NFL draft, and even when the draft is happening, that it was hard to find a podcast on Apple Podcasts, which is a massive, massive app when it comes to hosting the Lockdown Panthers podcast and hosting all the podcasts that are a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Um... My name, of course, Julian Council, as I already said. Make sure to follow me on Twitter. And, folks, I've seen the listens that we've had. We've had a ton of downloads. Again, I really appreciate the support. But I need more of you folks to follow me. Like, I can see who's listening and how many people are listening. And that's not adding up with the amount of followers I have on Twitter right now. So I need you to seriously go follow me on Twitter. Like, I'm not I'm not asking you. I'm telling you to go do that right now. Please go do that. All right. So on today's show, listen to Rich Eisen today. Um, or on Tuesday, rather, I guess I'm recording on a Tuesday. You're listening to this on a Wednesday, but still listen to Rich Eisen's show. I think he's great. Does a fantastic job. And I actually was in my car on my way from my lunch break and he was talking to Matt Rule. And I actually took away some interesting things there, especially about the Panthers quarterback, Sam Darnold, and how I believe Matt Rule really feels about him. Also, day two of our two-week position breakdowns. Going to go with the wide receivers. I said yesterday we do wide receivers and tight ends. Going to break it up. Just going to focus on the wide receivers and what that group looks like now. And also a key question pertaining to one of the wide receivers who's entering into a contract year. And then finally, Dan Morgan potentially coming home to Carolina. And then another former Panther linebacker, Luke Keekley, exiting the door. 
what is the future with Luke, whether it's in his organization or in the NFL or, I guess, in life. So I'll get to that. But first, let's start off with Matt Rule speaking to Rich Eisen, who is of the NFL Network, formerly of ESPN, Sports Center, a great, fantastic host, does a great job covering the NFL, one of my favorite NFL voices, and I actually really do appreciate his radio show. Like, when I first heard Rich Eisen was doing a radio show, I was just like, oh, that's interesting. But now... I consistently like to listen to it, especially when I go on my lunch break, and I think he's fantastic. He had Matt Rule on Tuesday afternoon around 12.30, and they had a fantastic conversation about the Panthers and their draft ideas and how they got to where they got to with the J.C. Horn and with Sam Darnold and everyone that they brought in. And I was very intrigued by Matt Rule saying this about Sam Darnold, where he mentioned that there's such a low hit rate when it comes to first-round quarterbacks. What do we hear for the last couple weeks? not even weeks, months, about Carolina needing to be in that top five to get one of those top quarterbacks, people being upset about the win against the Washington football team back in December, and oh, yeah, Matt Rule's trying to build a culture, but we could have been in the top five, we could have gotten Trey Lance, or you could have been positioned for Zach Wilson, but instead they're sitting there at eight, wondering what they're going to do with Teddy Bridgewater, and eventually they traded three picks, which two of them they've already gotten back for Sam Donald of the New York Jets, now to be here in Carolina. And it's interesting to hear him say that he feels like there's such a low hit rate with quarterbacks. If you have to be honest, 2018, when Sam Darnold was drafted, you had that draft class of Baker Mayfield going number one overall. You had Josh Rosen, who did not work out. You had Sam Darnold, who, for whatever reason, we've been over all the reasons in New York, it didn't work out with him in New York. And now the Jets are starting over with a new quarterback in Zach Wilson. Lamar Jackson has definitely worked out in Baltimore as his fifth-year option was just picked up. He's been a pro bowler. He's been the MVP of the league. And, of course, this past season, you saw Josh Allen, whose fifth-year option was also picked up. He was one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Is he now a top-10 quarterback? I wouldn't go that far, but he was a really good this past season for Buffalo. So right there, three of the five worked for the for their team. And we look at the five quarterbacks drafted in this past year's draft. Two of the three are probably going to end up working out, or two of the five, two of three out of five are end up going to work out for their teams. So I feel like Matt Rule and the Panthers and Scott Fitterer and David Tepper, who was in the draft room the whole time, which I always found, I found it interesting when they would talk to the draft prospect or the guy they just drafted and hand the phone over to Tepper. I wonder how many organizations are like that. But David Tepper, man, he's put the hedge fund aside. He's here in Charlotte. This is his baby, and he wants to see it do well. And I'm I'm fine with him being in there, as long as he's not trying to, you know, be too hands-on. You understand what I'm saying here? So I did find it interesting where he just talked about the low hit rate, which just made me feel like they believe in Sam Darnold. Like, not just the hope, where I had said a couple weeks ago, like, what exactly is the plan here? Are you just hoping Sam Darnold is going to work out? I honestly truly believe that Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer think that Sam Darnold is going to be the guy. Like, they go back to this This film study started with Phil Snow looking at the Jets' defense and looking at Sam Darnold. Like, that's where it all started. So it was Phil Snow who was looking at Darnold. It was Rule, who, of course, interviewed from New York a couple years ago and really connected with Darnold. It was Scott Fitterer back when he was in Seattle, and he was known for his college scouting, who really liked Sam Darnold coming out of USC. Everyone in this building, it turns, it seems like, like Sam Darnold. And Matt Rule said, whenever you talk to any of his former teammates, especially when we talked about Robbie Anderson here in Carolina, very few guys have anything bad to say about him. And I do appreciate what Rich Eisen said about Sam Darnold, that he has that positivity. Like, even in New York, when he's getting his brains beat in, when he's getting his shoulder piled into the ground, he has mono, he's getting booed, and he's not even sure what his future is. He was still positive, still felt like he had a chance. And he said this in his press conference when he came here to Charlotte, that he felt he was going to be the Jets quarterback for the last 20 years. So 
you can't help but root for the guy here in Carolina, especially if you want the Panthers to be good, which I think you and I and everyone who's a Panthers fan who follows his team wants the team to be good. I mean, for me, first and foremost, I just need them to be interesting, so I have something to talk about. Whether they're good or not can be secondary, but obviously I'd rather them win than lose, but be interesting, give me something to talk about. So Darnold's going to make this team fascinating. When I was talking about the state of the franchise, when they made that trade for Sam Darnold, I wasn't in love with it, still not necessarily in love with it, even though, you know, as the days go by and I hear more things, I'm softened up to it, and I'm really excited to see what he can do here in Carolina, and I'm hoping that he will be the guy long-term. And that's me hoping. I truly believe that Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer think that Sam Darnold is going to be their franchise quarterback, that this is not them hoping that things are going to work out with him in this better situation. They truly believe in Sam Darnold. And I've questioned whether that's a good thing or not. I mentioned yesterday that maybe the Jimmy G comparison might be the best case scenario here in Carolina. When you look at it, though, when Jimmy G's been healthy, and Sam Donald's dealt with injuries too, but not probably to the extent of Jimmy Garoppolo who tore an ACL and had the ankle injury this past season. When he's been healthy, San Francisco's been really good because they also have a really good roster around him. And I'm just wondering, if Sam Donald's healthy here in Carolina, can play a full 16-game season, you look at the skill position players that he has, you look at the defense and the young talent there and everything that's been added with the 11 picks through the draft this past weekend, Maybe he really has a chance to be the long-term option here in Carolina. Because outside of Cam Newton, we really haven't had a franchise quarterback. Jake DeLome had a couple seasons where he was really good, and then things really fell down spectacularly, especially the Arizona game, and then early in that season as well. Um, Burline was, like, not that great. Kerry Collins, of course, the original franchise quarterback. That, never, that didn't work out. There's been few moments where the Carolina Panthers truly felt comfortable at quarterback. And I really think that Matt Rule feels comfortable with Sam Darnold. I really believe that. It's not a place that I thought I'd get to because when they first brought him in, I was really thinking, yeah, well, you believe in him now. And that could still be the case. You know, the whole fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And, you know, I'm not going to say the other one with the J. Cole lyric. But still, they believe in Sam Darnold. And that's actually a positive because we're not actually sitting here in a situation right now, at least to me, the way it feels. This is the guy they want to move forward with. The whole Fields thing and the whole not picking up the fifth-year option until that Friday, that was all smokescreen. Sam Donald is their guy. And it's not just this year. It's not just next year. They actually believe that this guy is their guy long-term, and that really is the best thing for the Carolina Panthers. He's only 23 years old, going to be 24 when the season starts. We already know the age. We've heard all of this kind of stuff. Truly, Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer believe in Sam Donald, and I think that's actually an extremely positive thing for the Carolina Panthers, that they have a quarterback that they believe in. Teddy Bridgewater... They, they could say whatever they want about Teddy. You and I both knew that there was no way Teddy Bridgewater was going to be the long-term option here in Carolina. It didn't have anything to do with his age. It had everything to do with just who the quarterback he was. And he had the injuries, and I feel bad for him, especially where his career is at. He has an opportunity now in Denver, hopefully, to be the starter. But at past 2021, he's probably not going to be the starter out in Denver. Who knows? Maybe, the, maybe George Payton, the general manager in Denver, believes in Teddy Bridgewater, like Matt Rule seems to truly believe in Sam Darnold. But this is a totally different situation, in my opinion, than where we were with Teddy Bridgewater, because at no point in time was he ever going to be anything more than the bridge quarterback. Sam Darnold, considering where he was drafted, his age, what's around him, the connection, and him fitting into this culture that Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer have built, I truly believe that this is the Panthers franchise quarterback. He, I could be wrong. I mean, he could obviously flop. But I truly believe that in their minds, this is the guy they're trying to roll with for the next 10, 15 years. So Sam Darnold looks like he's the quarterback. Let's take a look at the wide receivers here in Carolina, especially after adding two in the draft, 
And if one wide receiver who had a great season last year might be on his way out, especially looking at what the Panthers just did this past weekend in the NFL draft. Hey, Panthers fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get the complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, Find jewelry that was surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. All right, another day of our position breakdowns here with the Carolina Panthers. And today we're looking at their wide receivers. And we'll start at the top of the depth chart, which obviously has to be DJ Moore, who the Panthers just exercised his fifth-year option last week prior to the first round of the draft on Thursday evening, causing a little bit of drama and a little bit of smokescreen as Carolina Panthers didn't wait until Friday morning to exercise fifth-year option on quarterback Sam Darnold as they decided not to draft Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields and went with J.C. Horn. So DJ Moore going to get about $11.1 million in 2022. Going to have his fourth year of his rookie deal this year in 2021. Coming off a back-to-back 1,000-yard receiving seasons with Teddy Bridgewater throwing to him, with P.J. Walker throwing to him. I think even Tommy Stevens got some burn there late in the New Orleans game in Week 17. He's had Kyle Allen. He's had a banged-up Cam Newton. He's had Will Greer. It's incredible what DJ Moore's been able to do with those quarterbacks. And I'm not trying to say anything bad about any of those guys. Just be honest. Let's be honest. Like, that's not the greatest quarterback situation, especially once Cam was falling apart. Teddy last year had his moments, but for the most part, obviously did not live up to whatever expectations that were set by him, by the front office, and Matt Rule especially, which is why he's now in Denver and why Sam Darnold's here. But DJ Moore has turned out to be one of the young top receivers here in the NFL. I'm not quite sure whether he's deserving of Julio Jones type money and being paid as one of the top five wide receivers in the NFL. I'm not sure if he's there yet. Maybe he is. Maybe if you finally get him a really good quarterback, you might see this guy explode for just ridiculous numbers. I don't know if he can be on the, if he's on the level of Stephon Diggs and what Devontae Adams were last year in Buffalo and Green Bay, respectively, as they were all pros, like first team all pro. Like I don't know if he's a first team all pro kind of guy just yet like is he going to be able to put up the numbers that Michael Thomas one healthy has put up in New Orleans I don't know but he's been pretty damn good and hopefully Sam Darnold can just go out there put him in position to continue to have success DJ Moore without a doubt is a guy who's going to be here in Carolina for a long time I don't know what kind of money he's going to be looking for I'm sure the Panthers are going to be trying to get some sort of deal done with him at some point here 
in the next couple months prior to him get, and probably even next offseason prior to him getting to the end of that fifth year option, which again will pay him eleven point one million dollars in twenty twenty two. Robbie Anderson, number two wide receiver, of course, had a thousand yard receiving season last year. Kind of tapered off towards the end of last season, where you really wondered where Robbie Anderson was. That at that point in the season, Curtis Samuel really showed what he was worth, which then led to him getting signed for what he got signed for in Washington with Ron Rivera and that former coaching staff. Then you have to look at it at this point in time where. I'm not quite sure where you stack these guys up. David Moore looked like he was going to be the number one, number three receiver, rather, without question. Then, on Friday night, as the Panthers traded back, they take Terrace Marshall out of LSU, who played there with Joe Brady when they won a national championship the last two seasons. He absolutely lived in the end zone for LSU. He has great size, great speed. Moore has great speed. Doesn't have the size of Terrace Marshall. Obviously, also wasn't a second-round pick of the Carolina Panthers, and they didn't invest that much money into him for this season and the next season if he is on the roster for the 2022 season. So you would think that Terrace Marshall definitely is going to be valued far more than David Moore in terms of, and no pun, in terms of where the Carolina Panthers want to have him stacked up with the wide receiver depth. You have to go down there and look at guys like Keith Kirkwood, who had the shoulder injury last year. He tried to come back, re-aggravated it. Former Saint, um, former Temple guy, which is why he's here with Matt Rule. Brandon Zilster, who has a great story. Battled his way, made the roster last year, um, had a big play against the Washington football team in that game. But other than that, I don't know what he brings in terms of offensive skill position, but he's a good special teams guy. And then there's Shai Smith, who's drafted later on in the draft in the sixth round out of USC, South Carolina, and had a really good year. Was one of the lone bright spots at the University of South Carolina. Without a doubt, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall, David Moore are all going to be on the Panthers roster. Moore, number one option. Anderson, number two option. Marshall, Moore, they'll be battling for number three. And I'd probably give Moore the number three to start off. But eventually, I think Terrace Marshall will play his way into the number three wide receiving option for the Carolina Panthers in 2021. Now, after that, I don't know who's guaranteed to make the roster. If they only want to take five guys, uh, does it is it Shai Smith? Is it Zilstra? Is it Kirkwood? Like I feel like Zilstra, because of how well he plays... Special teams-wise, he'll have an opportunity to be on his roster again. Keith Kirkwood, I don't know what he gives you, especially like receiving-wise at this point in time in his career. I don't know if you're really trying to play him more, put him on the field, when you have guys like Shai Smith, who you just invested in, who's a younger player. If they're only taking six of these seven, I would say Keith Kirkwood's probably on his way out. Now, a bigger question for me, just long-term when you look at this wide receiving core. I already said, DJ Moore, going to be here long-term. Obviously, you're going to have Terrace Marshall for the next four seasons. Hopefully, that knee holds up. After that, I don't know what you can say about Robbie Anderson. I'm not worried about David Moore, Keith Kirkwood, Brandon Zilstra. Cy Smith, he could potentially be a steal for the Carolina Panthers. I'll get into more potential draft steals the Panthers got later on this week. I just look at that. Robbie Anderson, I've made this point before. Why I didn't want to pay Curtis Samuel. You don't pay your number three wide receiver. Right now, McCaffrey, number one option. DJ Moore, number two option in terms of just receiving and just in terms of offensive weapons. Number three option is Robbie Anderson. Are you going to want to pay Robbie Anderson the kind of money he might garner in free agency? Is that something Carolina wants to do, especially if he goes out there and has another 1,000-yard receiving season? Or would it make more sense after drafting Terrace Marshall and him being in Joe Brady's offense? And, And also understand this. This is Joe Brady's last season in Carolina. So it doesn't really matter, you know, what you think about projecting with Terrace Marshall and this Brady offense. Because Brady's not going to be here in 2022. Like, this time next year, he's not going to be a part of the Panthers coaching staff. 
But even still, besides that, just money-wise, if you don't have a top receiver, like an all-pro type of dude, and I think DJ Moore is better Robbie Anderson, he's also younger, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me to be spending big money on your wide receiver. Now, you can pay two wide receivers. I just look at with Terrace Marshall, if he comes in and has the kind of production that we're hoping he's going to have, and I think a lot of people project that he will have, would it make any sense at all to pay Robbie Anderson? To me, probably not. Because you would have DJ Moore, who needs to get paid. You would also, you got to find a way to potentially pay Dante Jackson. Um, Taylor Moten needs a new contract extension. Is Robbie Anderson, after you just drafted a wide receiver in the second round, is he going to be a priority for the Carolina Panthers? I have a hard time seeing that. Seriously, I do. So I think the hope is that Terrace Marshall turns out to be who they drafted him and what they expect out of him then to where this is probably the last season for Robbie Anderson in Carolina. I would love for Robbie to be here long-term. I'm just looking at it from a financial standpoint and from some of the other guys that need to be paid. He might not be a priority come next offseason here in Carolina unless he just balls the hell out and then t- turns out being a first-team All-Pro. But then even still, it might be tough to keep him here in Carolina if they are not willing to be the highest bidder. Some guys that we'd love to have come to Carolina is Dan Morgan, potentially, as... The Carolina Panthers are looking at maybe bringing him and poaching him from the Bills front office. There's also another Panther linebacker who has exited Luke Keekley, no longer part of the organization in a scouting role. Going to get into that and some of the other news and notes that we heard from the Carolina Panthers and kind of that's come out post-draft. Some more on that in just a moment. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs including mlb nba nhl and all your ufc mma action before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and then receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts promo code locked on Hey guys, been telling you about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. Did you know that Built Bar now has nine delicious flavors and sometimes the limited edition flavors that I really like, but these nine staple flavors like coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and of course my personal favorite, salted caramel. And here's the cool thing about Built Bar. They're all covered in 100% chocolate, which would make you think maybe they're not healthy, but they are. They are absolutely healthy and great for everyone to have out there. They usually only have about 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and add only 4 grams of net carbs. These things are amazing. Seriously, order today and you can get some tasty Built Bars like raspberry or mint brownie. Before Mother's Day, Sunday, May 9th, coming up this week, guys, so I hope you didn't forget, coming on Mother's Day, go to BuiltBar.com, get your mom some Built Bars, get her some, some delicious chocolate, something that she's going to love and something that's going to be healthy for her. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Oh, our good buddy Ian Rappaport, who is certainly plugged in to David Tepper. When it comes to the Carolina Panthers news, he's got that's his source. Somebody in that Tepper camp is his source. He came out with some news yesterday, at least tweeted this out, but the Panthers have requested permission to interview Bills Director of Player Personnel, Dan Morgan, for their assistant general manager job. The former Carolina Panther linebacker could come back home. Dan Morgan was a hell of a player, as we all know. The only thing that held back Dan Morgan were the concussions. And I'm 
happy to hear that he seems to be doing just fine post-NFL, at least from what we know with him being in Seattle and him being in Buffalo, where he's been a fantastic executive working under some great um, executives and John Snyder out in Seattle, their general manager, and of course our hometown kid, Brandon Bean, who's up there. I guess he's not a kid, but you know our hometown guy, Brandon Bean, who's up there in Buffalo, who's built a fantastic winner so far with Josh Allen as their quarterback and a plenty of ex-Panthers who are now up there as head coach Sean McDermott, the former Panthers defensive coordinator, has become one of the better young NFL coaches out there. So Morgan potentially could come here to Carolina. The Panthers have also apparently requested permission to interview Eagles assistant director of player personnel Ian Cunningham for the same assistant GM job under Scott Fitterer. Cunningham joins Morgan as one of the candidates. And you just look at the ties there with Cunningham. Pat Stewart, who currently is the director of player personnel here in Carolina, comes from Philadelphia, so that would make sure that would make the connection. And with Dan Morgan, we look at him as a former Panthers great. And we look at him as what he did here in Carolina. He's done a hell of a job and made something out of himself as a scout and as someone who's worked in these player personnel roles and has worked underneath these GMs. Like in Seattle, he worked with Scott Fitterer and John Snyder. So that's the connection there. And of course, in up there in, in Buffalo, in Western New York. He's been working with Brandon Bean, who was formerly here, who learned to cap and learned from Marty Herney, and actually has turned out to be a hell of a lot better GM so far than Marty Herney ever was here in Carolina. So this isn't just like a nostalgia hire. That's the thing about it. When David Tepper took over the team and they got rid of Ron Rivera, I felt like a lot of those kind of old school guys who came and go, like they were always would be welcome back in terms of just hey you're a panther great please like come back we'll bring you back steve smith it was a great job that they did having jake delone and jordan gross host a podcast and be a part of the radio network kurt coleman that kind of stuff and just in seeing td was hanging out there as well and charles johnson's been around to have those former greats always welcome is awesome but that does not mean that you need to hire them just because they play for the panthers if Dan Morgan's hired here in Carolina, which I feel like is going to happen, it's because he's worked his tail off and he's absolutely deserving. And if he comes here to Carolina, that's going to make this organization structure even better. That's the thing about it. When I was talking about the state of the franchise, the way that everything is aligned, we have an actual big boy NFL front office now. You have your owner, David Tepper, who's not going to put this team at a competitive disadvantage, who's going to spend all the money in King Solomon's mind to make sure the Carolina Panthers have a state-of-the-art facility, have field turf, you don't like that, have the training camp facility out there in Rock Hill. He's going to make sure that this team is always right there at the top of the NFL. He's going to pay top dollar for guys like Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer. He's going to do whatever it takes. He's going to go and poach guys like Samir Suleiman to be your cap guy from Pittsburgh. He's going to go out there and hire Scott Fitterer, who looked like he had a fantastic draft approach. Not sure whether he had a fantastic draft to be determined. He's going to go out there and get guys like that. He's going to bring in Pastor from the Eagles, an organization that, yeah, has been a little bit in disarray the last couple of years, but he was there when they won a Super Bowl. And he's going to go out there and try and bring guys like Dan Morgan back home to Carolina. They have this structure that we have needed here in Carolina for the last 25 plus years that has never been here. Now, you have that structure. And now you have to think the Panthers are headed in a direction where everyone's on the same page. You got guys with defined roles who are really good at those roles. So where there's no reason 
why this organization can't get to that sustained success that we were promised by David Tepper. So the Dan Morgan news is exciting, not because of he's a fam- former Panther, it's because he's done a hell of a job working in pro-, in pro personnel offices in Seattle and in Buffalo, two organizations, by the way, Seattle mainly, that are known for winning in the last decade, and even Buffalo going way back is known for winning. So I'm 100% on board with Dan Morgan coming here. No offense, of course, to... um. Ian Cunningham, who's also interviewing from the Eagles. Now, another bit of news in terms of the scouting personnel side, Luke Keekley, who retired last year in the 2020 offseason that broke everyone's heart, he has resigned apparently a couple weeks ago. Um, back in March, he resigned as a team scout. Now, for whatever reason, what I've seen is that Luke Keekley just kind of wants to take a step back, enjoy time with his family, and figure out what his next steps are. When Luke retired and... Matt Rule said that he always has a place here. I appreciated that. And when I found out he was a scout, I thought that was great in terms for the Carolina Panthers having a former player who just retired, who was just a dude who would be in there watching film all day. Keekly might have slept like four hours and he'd practice and worked out. And the other time he spent watching film. I think that was great. But I did think for Luke Keekly personally, I questioned whether that was the best decision for him. And look, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know it's best for Luke Keekley. Seriously, I'm not going to do that. I just wonder, just myself, just thinking about it, you just left football, as heartbreaking as it was, just with the injuries, the concussions, and whether you could play anymore and you felt like you couldn't do it anymore. I just wonder if it made more sense for him last year to just kind of take time away from this game instead of you know trying to stay around the team and then now getting to this point where he feels like he needs to take a step away. I, I think it's great for Luke. I'm happy for him that he understands, at least for him personally, that the best thing for him and his family is for him to step away. Like, go up to South Bend Mountain and go fly fish, man. Like, go do that. Go get up some water. Go back to Ohio. Go hang out back in Chestnut Hill back in Boston College. Just enjoy life right now. He has plenty of money to where he never has to play football or even be a part of football again. I think he loves football, obviously. He wants to be a part of football. But I'm happy whatever decision Luke Keekley decides. I've seen the jokes that... Luke Keekley is going to be a part of the Washington football team by August. I have a hard time seeing him come back and play football. If he does come back and play football, the Panthers still have room for him, in my opinion. They might not be able to pay him the kind of money he was getting, of course. They still have room in that linebacker room, and I still feel like he'd probably be better than Denzel Perryman, Shaq, and pretty much everyone who's playing linebacker for the Panthers if he does come back after one year of retirement. It would be a cool story if he goes to Washington. It would suck for us because, of course, you would love to have him just stay here and end his career here. He'll always be a Panther. He'll be in the Ring of Honor one day. I just hope for Luke that he goes out there and does what's best for him. And honestly, if he never comes back to football, that would not bother me at all because that dude is given more than any man should ever have to give to this game of football. And we appreciate what he did here for his eight seasons in Carolina or his nine seasons, whatever it was in Carolina. He was awesome. I'm happy for him. Take some time away, Luke. We'll see you down the road. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast hosted by me, Julian Council, and we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, check us out on Apple Podcasts if you can. Been on the Fritz, but if you can't, check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, and pretty much everywhere else you can find podcasts. I think Podbean's one of those things. You can also just kind of look us up on Megaphone and just look the Locked On Panthers podcast. You can find us there. You can also follow me on Twitter, which please go do. Seriously, come on. There's a lot of you listening and a lot of you not following. What's going on here? Follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where you can check out all my opinions on the Panthers outside of the podcast. Also, talk a ton of Charlotte sports and North Carolina sports and, you know, whatever's going on, whatever's running through my mind at that point in time. Again, appreciate y'all's support. Love talking to y'all. Hit me up. 
weekly mailbag coming up on Friday. Get in those questions. DM me, tweet at me. Let's get it going here, okay? So I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great night. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.